My name's Tom, joined by Simon Timmy. How are we doing, lads? Yeah, good, good. Hey. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, it was a really good weekend of football. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of surprises as well. We're going to stop, we'll start with the, uh, the top half of the table in this pod. Um, we'll start with, with the, uh, the QPR game. Uh, QPR versus Man City. QPR, I could say they were very unlucky, really, to not come out with the, without the win. What did you guys think about uh, the game? Well, I thought it was a pretty good game, and it was a game that most uh, Man City fans will, would have been expecting to, you know, win comfortably, but uh, they they haven't. Like, and I'm just as the Man City fans are, like we're all quite shocked because, let's face it, QPR they've been really poor this season, and you know I actually backed them to stay up this year, but unless Harry works his magic, then. Uh, we're gonna have to see about that, but all in all, QPR take nothing away from them. Like they've done fantastic to get a draw against, you know, the Premier League tramp- champions. Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna have to see how it goes. You got to be fair to me. Uh, City are kind of living off Sergio Aguero at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You, you just you just get the feeling that if the, he gets an injury, what would happen to City? Especially with Sheko, he's now injured for a few weeks. Apparently, they're down well, to. But um, the thing about Jovetic, I think I reckon he has shown signs that you know he's he's coming to life. But it's just that the form of Aguero, like it obviously outshines him. So you know, take not take nothing away from him. Like you know, you can't really be as consistent if you've got a striker who's miles better than you. Like he's world class. Like he takes all the headlines. Well, he's got twelve goals in ten games now so far this season. It's I think it's fair to say he's on a one-man mission to try and get City out of this slump at the moment. They're not they're not performing. They're not the same as last year. They're a different side. About, yeah, about yeah, but it's, not, it's down. I'll say it's down to a number of reasons. Tactically, I think Pellegrini has got to take a bit of stick. Personally, I think he has to take all the stick. I mean, you're, you're talking you're, you're talking about a manager, yeah, that's come over from La Liga. Supposedly the best league in the world, and he sticks to a four-four-two. I mean, when things are going bad for City, he's still stubborn and he still sticks to that four-four-two. I mean, like we're not, we're not living in the nineties or the early two thousands anymore. Like, you know, that formation. Fair enough, he won the league last season, but that formation sooner or later is going to catch you out. And and clear and clearly. You know, I'm I'm disappointed because before he came over, I heard so much about him. Oh, he's done this, he's done that. But it just goes to show, like, you know, what 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 is he? When things are going bad, he has no backup. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, bearing in mind they're defending they're they're defending the league this season. They're not playing like champions at all. I mean, they're so inconsistent at the moment. And you know, just the thing on like Pellegrini hasn't he can't pull them back out of the rut and. You know, you take Aguero out of the team, who else is going to save them? Yaya Torre's a big disappointment this season. What's going on with him this season? You know what? Like, I think it's all that talk from the summer, you know, where his brother passed away and apparently the club weren't really there supporting him and apparently there was all these rumours about, oh, he's not happy. I, 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 Me personally, I just feel like he's trying to play his way out of the club. Yeah, like, you know. he is. You think he wants and to... I, I feel like he's being very... Unprofessional about it. Yeah, he has been very lazy in games, hasn't he? He hasn't been as uh, <clears throat> sort of as dynamic as he was last season. But, but take nothing away from him. He, 
you know, the Manchester derby, he, he did turn up. Like, I, I thought he was terrific that game. Yeah, but defensively, Yaya Torre is a big liability. He's been caught out, not just in the Premier League, but in European games. He has to take some thought for that. He doesn't yeah, drop back. Then again, has he... To be fair on him, has he always been asked to do a defensive job? Like Because what I see from Yaya, he's, he's mostly making them... You know, from what I used to see from him, is he, those bursting runs forward. And Yeah, that's all well and good, though, Timmy. But don't forget, this is a guy that, throughout his career, grew up playing for years and years as a defensive midfielder. The guy knows a defensive role. He should be able to adapt to that part of the, of, of the game. Yeah, but how long ago? When was the last time he done that? We're talking until, about what? Until he moved to Man City. That's where he played the Barcelona. What, four or five years ago? Yeah, but it's not that long. You're saying it like it's a big thing. It's not. That's what he grew up in his career doing. Yeah, but he hasn't done it for so long. So why why all of a sudden should he do, now do it? Because he's, he should, as a midfield too, you have to cover not only the attacking part of a midfield central role, but also the defensive part. He, yeah, he, I, he, he is okay, the okay, why they're okay, okay. Partly. Okay, let, 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 let's not lie to ourselves. We, you're t- we're talking about a player, you know, who has got goals and statistics on the same level as a younger Frank Lampard l- last season. Calm down. <laughs> t- I'm talking about goals and stats. Okay. As the same level as Frank Lampard last season. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're telling me you want that player to play a more defensive role. Is is that what you're telling me? No, all I said was that in a four four two formation, you have to be responsible for a bit of defending and knowing yeah. when a player when a player is spinning off of you and when to drop into a hole. He should know that in a four four two, both both central midfielders are responsible for that. Yeah, but then again, it just goes to show. I feel that the team should play around Yaya. Because he is, he, he is a threat going forward, and you know clearly he hasn't done this for years. So like, what? Why can't Pellegrini switch up the the formation, get someone in there that will do the dirty work? Because I, I mean, it's all well and good bringing in someone in like Fernando, but I thought that's why he did that. He bought Fernando in so he could free Ayatori up a bit more. Yeah, but he he hasn't played in this league, has he? So what? We we, we can't really tell him all. Yeah, I'm just going to slap you in there and yeah. I think, you know, I think that, that proves the point, doesn't it? Where, that Pellegrini hasn't got a plan B. When when his plans are go, and his formation and tactics are going well and the results are going for him, then he's fine. But now he's getting stuck in that right. And I suppose, in a way, people have probably figured Man City out because last year they were prolific and they've probably been more um, more found out. I mean, do, do you think, you know, I'll put it to you both. Do you think they can they can still win the title the way they're playing? Because they're so inconsistent. And the thing is, you know, we'll move on to that in a minute, but Chelsea, they're, they're very consistent. And, you know, you can't argue with stats at the end of the day. But how do you think Man City are going to fare now? I'll go first, Timmy. Uh, I personally still think there's there's way too much quality in Man City for them not to challenge for the title. I know, we're eight, I know Chelsea are eight points clear at the moment, but... I mean, all this talk about them going unbeaten all season is a load of rubbish. They will lose at some point. And I do believe that City, you know, as bad as they've been, you know, they can only get better. And I think once they hit the ground running, they're a very difficult team to stop. And I think that, I think they're personally missing David Silva more than any other player. But I think they can still still be title challengers, definitely. I, if I'm honest with you, I've said it from the start of the season. I've said it before the season even started. The title is Chelsea's. And... City, eight points behind, for me, 
watching the Mourinho teams of the past, the Mourinho Chelsea teams of the past, there's no chance in hell City are going to catch them. Mark my words. I agree with you, Temi, in that respect. I, I, I think Chelsea are going to be too solid for for anyone, really. I mean, you look at City. City I mean, they're, they're lying third now after living go Southampton. They're in mind. They were relegation candidates. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not even... Uh, they're still four points away from them. Fair play to Ronald Koeman. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, take nothing away from it. QPR were unlucky. I know like, they obviously got an own goal from uh, Demetrius. Um but yeah, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you mean? How do you think Harry's doing now? He seems to, he seems to have got a strong, some good performances. I mean, they was unlucky. You know, three to, they lost three two against Liverpool at home. Mm. Then they went on to beat Aston Villa two nil. Uh, they lost away to Chelsea two one, and then they managed to get a draw against the the league champion City. There's no doubt that their performances of late have improved, and it's all since Harry put Carl Henry back in midfield. I feel he's added a bit of bite there with Sandro. Yeah. And, and without doubt, Charlie Austin is showing that he can play at Premier League level this last few weeks. And the goal he scored against Chelsea was was fantastic. fantastic. It was a fantastic finish, no doubt about it. He calls he calls he calls us problems throughout that game. He did, and I just feel if they got Charlie Austin up and up and running now, now they've removed calamitous Serrano Ferdinand at the back, and they've actually got Colco and Richard Dunn now. I feel they've got more of a solid partnership. I think structure-wise, they look like a team that can pick points up now. They actually look like a Premier League team performances recently. I think there is hope for QPR yet. Like I said, take nothing away. Take nothing away from them. They've done well to get the draw. Also, like you, you've also seen it in games against like such as Liverpool. Like they actually showed really good fight in that game. But um, yeah, it, again, it was just down to poor defending. But um, like, like you said, like the the, the new centre back combination it should hopefully see them through and hopefully they won't concede as much sloppy goals I think it'd be good for QPR because they've always you know they've always been a, a trying club I mean their chairman's always been very positive yeah um, he's a good chairman and I think, I think you know they've got a lot of money and they're supposed to be having um, a new stadium in a few years time as well so they're going to really want to play all their energy and financing to making sure they stay up and they're actually not playing championship football now, if we move on to um, Chelsea, uh, they they won away at, at Liverpool, two uh, one. So uh, another 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 good result for them. So you might want to take this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you'll be itching. Yeah. No. Uh, very very happy. It's a uh, notoriously not a great place for us to go, really, Anfield. But I thought it was a good performance. We started off slow. I thought Liverpool came out the blocks. They strung a few good passes together. Got the crowd behind them. The goal was extremely lucky. It's got to be said. It's a big deflection of Gary Cahill, but take nothing away from them. I think they were worthy of a goal lead at that, that point. But Chelsea showed just how good they are mentally. They could have had the whole, the whole Anfield crowd up on their backs and stuff, and they could have started to lose their, their shape a little bit, but they showed what potential champions could be. They stuck at their game plan. The goal from Gary Cahill was over the line. It was a good call. Shows the goal line system's working. Uh, and I personally think overall we deserved the win. I thought Nemanja Matic in midfield again, showing why he's, I think, based on performances, about the standing bias, is the best defensive midfielder in the, in the league at the moment, in my opinion. How, how many defensive midfielders are there? There's quite a few, Tammy, if you want to keep going on this one. No, I'm, I'm just asking. Just asking. Uh, there's Daley Blind. There's Flamini. Yeah, you want me to keep going? There's Gerard. Oh, yeah, keep going. No, I'm I, I, sorry, I, I don't... I don't... 
include Gerard in no. Lissandro. Well, don't take it away. What he does, it, he has been Chelsea's best player this season for me. You could argue. You could argue he has been our best player. Because he dominates okay. midfield. It's like Yaya Torre usually does for City. He dominates midfield. Fair play. I'll give it that. Fair play, yeah. I, I agree. He, he's been terrific. You know, and uh, and Costa probably... what we've been missing with him by popping up with the goal. Yeah, I mean, Costa, Costa got his 10th uh, goal of the season. He's just brilliant form at the moment and just seems a bit un- unstoppable. So, I mean, if you was, I mean, you look at the Chelsea side at the moment, what what, what could you say would be a weakness? Well, Phil Neville on Match of the Day reckons that Seth Fabregas is Chelsea's weakness. Now, he maybe should have worded it a little bit better because I think what he means is that defensively you can get a Seth Fabregas and I'd agree with him because... I think Liverpool did that time after time. Pulled Fabregas out of his position. Sometimes if the man you match is too exposed at times, and I thought they they played around him at times. Well, for me that's that's the that's the only that only weak point because I just feel our, our our back five is so solid, or back six of Matic is so solid. You know, I mean, I think I think Liverpool are lacking. Dare I say it? After last year, they're lacking a bit of pace to their game. Aren't they? That is the problem, isn't it? I mean, Balotelli's still searching for his his first league goal. Um, you know, we're, I mean, aside from pace, we're, I mean, obviously they've got Sterling. Um, he provides a lot of pace from the midfield, but where where are their goals going to start coming from? Well, they end well, the game. Well, let's let's not forget they've still got like um, Danny Boyd to come back, so they'll add a bit of pace to their game. Let me put it to you this way, right? They're two one down, and what did they end up with being their front three? They had. Ricky Lambert, Fabio Borini, and Joe Allen playing just behind them. What a contrast to last season. If you're a Liverpool fan, that's got to make you feel a little bit sick, hasn't it? Yeah, well, then again, like, then again, the only person that can really be held accountable for that is Brendan Rodgers himself. Because he, he spent, what, what is it, over 100 million? Yeah. And, and let's face it, he has bought crap. <laughs> I think the problem is with Balotelli. When he when he first signed Balotelli, I thought at the time it was probably a good sign, and it was it, it was cheap. It was you know, the bargain, given you know the status of him. But at the same time, it was a risk, and I think it's a risk that he's that Brendan Rodgers took, and it's not paid off for him at the end of the day. I don't really see why he bought Lambert. Not I don't see what he was going to be. What he was, to be honest, I don't know what he was going to bring to Liverpool team. I don't really know what Lambert was going to do with his career. You know, it's his boy club that he supported, but at the same time, is he was still young enough to play another season or two at the top level in the Premiership. The problem is, is that he spent all that money. They, they've lost one world class player in Luis Suarez. Now they've spent over a hundred million. Now instead of signing maybe two or three. Real marquee signings, if they could attract them, of course. But two or three real marquee signings. He's gone for numbers. He's gone for a squad. A load of players that aren't used to the Premier League and, to be fair, haven't got a reputation for even being, you know, Champions League class players, you know. I mean, the only one I think out of his signings can honestly say he's done all right so far is possibly Emre Chan, who's starting to look like he could, he could be a player, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Lovren's been shown up defensively. At times, do you think he was going for depth yeah. to the Champions League because yeah, the Champions League he was. He's going for a squad. He's going for a squad, but not addressing what he actually needs. Because if you take the Liverpool side last year, they were they were phenomenal. They were, yeah, they were. so close to the title, and he's just he's he's changed everything up. And I think personally, Brendan Rodgers has been found out a little bit. Yeah, but you know, take nothing away from him. Like what he done last season, like, yeah, great. Let's let's not lie to ourselves. He, 
They overachieved. They, 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 yeah, they were overachieving. Yeah, they did overachieve. But but don't you think losing one world class player and buying all the players that he's bought is maybe a bit naive from Brendan Rodgers? It was probably a backward step in a way. Agree, but then again, they could still turn out to be you know class players, like because you know you look at the likes of Felipe Coutinho. Which he bought, like obviously he, he did show a bit of potential at Inter Milan, but he never really like you know broke into the the first team and established himself as a top player. But you know at Liverpool he made the move, and he he, he looks really good. He's not well, he's obviously not world class yet, but you know out of everyone, I thought he was like their one spark like against Chelsea. Yeah, you are. I think they're just a quick word on Raheem. I mean, I thought he started the game well. He's uh, having a good battle with Ivanovic. Um, but I honestly think that Raheem Sterling, there's maybe a bit too much pressure on him at Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. I, I've said it, I've been saying it for a long, long time. Mm. Uh, even when he got called up into the England squad, you know, I, I, why are we putting so much pressure on him? He's a 19-year-old boy. Like, give him time to develop. You know, because... We put so much pressure on these players, and then if they don't turn out to be the player which we expected, like you know, we start throwing abuse at them. I think that's also a problem with Sturridge as well. I sort of feel sorry for him in a way because there's so much expectation for for Liverpool and England for him to now come back and and start playing in the goals. I mean, you know, obviously with, with Liverpool's inconsistency this season, do you really think they could finish top four and? get back in the Champions League or do you think this could be like a one-off and they won't be in it again for a couple of years? Well, with their performances in the Champions League this season, possibly. And their perform not even just that, their whole season as a whole so far is going to be very difficult. Like, Brendan Rodgers, I'm sorry, it's back to the drawing board, you're going to have to wave your magic wand. Because <laughs> last season, like, if you compare the two games last season, fair enough, Liverpool actually lost the game to Chelsea last season at Anfield, but Chelsea were on the ropes. They were on the ropes last season. Mm. Well, that's the, lot. that's the game that cost them the league, wasn't it, really? Yeah, when, when Gerrard slipped on his ass, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not sing the song. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, fair enough, they lost, but you look at the two games from last season and you, you just think, is, is this the same sides? Like, what... What, what has happened? That's it. I mean, a lot of people obviously blame the fact that Suarez was never replaced, but can you really... Yeah, yeah, come, come on. That, that. You... All, this Suarez, all, all this Suarez talk, I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm sorry. It's, it's pathetic. Yeah, I agree with you. They're, they're, they're all hoping for Sturridge to come and save it, aren't they? There probably is. And to be fair on Sturridge, you know, he's not what you... He's a really good player, but he's not what you call world-class at this moment. Like, whether he can lead a team by himself, we are yet to know. But if he does, play to him. I think that's a problem with the, uh, for English players as well. I know it's going off topic a bit, but, you know, like, you've got the slights of Sturridge and Sterling, and there's so much pressure, and they're so young as well, especially Sterling, and they put a lot of pressure on on them at such a young age, even at club level as well now, you know? Yeah, and it, 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 it just goes to show, are, are we that desperate? Just to say, oh yeah, we've got class in our in our squad. Are, are we that desperate that we now have to put so much pressure on all of these players? Of course there is. England is desperate. Are you kidding me? That's exactly what we are. I mean, I know this is this is off topic a little bit. I just want to make this point. 
Phil Walcott has come back and played something like 30 minutes worth of football, and he's back in the England squad. Does that just freak of desperation? It's a joke. It is a joke. That's where it's at. And, that, that, and because everyone thinks that Raheem Sterling is probably going to be England's world, like, best player in years to come, possibly, him or Barkley, you know, they're, they're expecting it too soon. And Liverpool are relying on him too heavily as well. But t- take nothing away from Sterling. At times, I, I've never, I've never seen anyone get at Ivanovic like that. And at times, he, you know, he really did impress me, like yeah, in yeah. the battle, in the battle against Ivanovic, because it's to be Ivanovic, it's not easy. It's not. But do you think, um, you think all this talk about Chelsea going unbeaten all season? I personally think it's a load of nonsense. Myself, I don't think, I don't think that will be repeated again. Not in our lifetime. I don't know. I think at the moment, the problem is for, is, I say the problem, it's not a problem for Chelsea, but they are a very solid team. So it's, you know, it's who would break you down. I mean, you know, United, they're obviously not in form. What was it? What was the score we got against you? It was uh, 1-1. So that, that was a draw. Who else is going to beat you, really? Man City are so inconsistent at the moment. They might, they may get a result if you, when you go to the Etihad. Well, we've been to the Etihad. Yeah, we've driven one. But that's the point. We've been to United. We've been to City. We've been to Liverpool. We've been to Everton. We've played Arsenal at home. That's all within the first, what, 10 games of the season? The only thing, the only way I can see Chelsea coming unstuck and getting a loss is the further they progress in the Champions League and the games start building up, there may be room for manoeuvre there where they might get a unlucky result. We'll lose a game. I, I would agree with you there, Tom, but um, for me, Mourinho is one of the best at rotating his squads, as you saw with the Liverpool game last season. Yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of the best at rotating his squad and still getting results. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, apart from that, to say like they have a like, like a difficult, uh, like, you know, they get to the quarterfinals and they start getting a get a tough game. You know, obviously all the travelling involved and you know the hard pressing games they're going to have. That's the only way I can realistically see anyone overcoming Chelsea at the moment with on their current form. Obviously, a lot of things can change, injuries and form can drop. All right, then. Well, uh, thanks for that, guys. It's really good discussion again. Um, remember, if you've got any thoughts on our views and opinions, you can contact us uh, at, on Twitter at Offside Chat. Uh, if you go to our website, www.offsidechat.com, you can find all our other links to social media and our email address, which is offsidechat at gmail.com. All right, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.